Slid the handball back to Moore. Moore goes low ball into oh. Cox. Cox has oh. taken the mark. Big Mace on the chest. The big fella on the lead. And the man that had not seen a game of footy less than two years ago now lines up for a goal in front of 90,000 people at the punt road end. Here he goes, 25 metres out directly in front. This will tip the lid. Mason Cox goals. Have a look at him come from everywhere. The entire back line has come to Mason Cox. And this is the fairy tale of all fairy tales. Uh, he joins us now yeah. on the line, Mace. Welcome. Thanks, boys. Bit of subpar commentating, but I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, yes. Look at Bristol. Oh. <laughs> Keep right. going, Mace. All right. All right. I can tell you, I'll be one well, short of this interview now. I tell you what, he, uh, I thought he built it right up. I yeah. thought it was oh, good. Uh, it was actually I, really good. Thought, oh, I, read oh, I thought it was, <laughs> thought it was better than the actual act. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, it was, well, it was only a chest mark. Chest mark. 25 out, 25 <laughs> coming from who was it? The best kick in the league. I want, I want to ask you, Mace. Yeah, it was a massive day. We all were a part of the build-up of it because your family came over. And tell us what it was like to debut on Anzac Day and have that experience. Man, it was uh, looking back. It's it's it was crazy, man. Like just to get. To get a debut on Anzac Day, um, I was I was quite ignorant to it, man. I'd only experienced one before in my life, so I kind of felt a bit guilty to to be able to get that crazy and amazing experience uh, so early in my career and, and early into being into Australia. So um, to go out there playing for uh, like eighty five thousand, I'd experienced it once before the year before with uh, as a as a spectator, but to be on the ground and have the whole place go silent for that minute, um, it is like just. It's a unique experience. I, I wish everyone would be able to experience it because it is like, I feel like it's a once in a lifetime for everyone. Um, should at least do it at least once in a lifetime. Sorry. And um, it's just bone chilling. Like there's no way other, like other way to put it. Um, it's just one of those things that you'll never forget. That's for sure. Mason, with the absence of the, the football component to the, the day itself today, what have you personally done to, to acknowledge the, the significance of, of the day? And, and what are you able to tell us uh, with regards to what the, the team has done in the build-up to today? Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of interesting. We had a, we've got like a group chat and stuff going on. And um, I was up at 6 a.m. for the last post and stuff. And I was amazed at how many actually messages came through. Everyone was kind of putting their, their photos up of uh, what they're doing outside, whether it be... Uh, listening to a neighbor play uh, the last post, you know, at 6 a.m. in the morning or just being out there and just paying their respect. It was it was pretty cool. So I think as a, as a group, we've all we've all kind of take that as our own initiative um, to be able to kind of get up and, and pay our respects. And throughout the day, it is it is quite unique. We, we'd much rather be doing it uh, on a big stage in front of everyone um, and have them involved. I think looking back at it, man, like it's it's looking at videos and stuff. I think the smiles on the people's faces that are involved um, to be in a game like that and be able to be part of the ceremonies and everything else is is what kind of makes it so special. Um, it's not not about us or anything like that. It's, it's about those people that have kind of fought and served. So it was, it was pretty awesome to see them uh, just enjoying Anzac Day and enjoying the game that kind of comes with it um, and everything else. In terms of being staying ready to play, Mason, how have you been doing that? And has have you been training with anyone in particular? Uh, so we're training with a couple of people. Uh, so Jordan Roughhead. So we're, we're training only one, one-on-one. So... Uh, with social distancing, that's all we can do. But uh, Jordan Roughhead and myself have gone for a few runs. Uh, Jack Madgen, who lives pretty close to me, he's, he's come around. And um, our head of high performance has been running me ragged. So 
I've, um, I've had plenty of, uh, of people, I guess, to, to kind of keep your, your social kind of status up with everyone. Like it's, it is kind of weird to be away from the club where there's usually so much interaction on a daily basis between so many different people. And now it's, uh, it's quite limited, but it is kind of good to, to be able to get outside and just go for a run with someone and just kind of feel like you, you're kind of involved in, in a social aspect of, of the footy club. So uh, it has been unique, very unique circumstances, but you know, we'll, we'll get through this and um, yeah, hopefully we just come out the other side a bit better. Hey, Mason, just in terms of your training, I was fascinated and I thought about it during the week and thought, given that you've got the sports scientists, fitness guys looking at you all the time and they're always blowing their whistle saying, come in, you can't have too many shots, PT, because you're yep. you know, going over. Mm. It really is a time where you, you probably can do a few things un, uh, uh, without the watchful eye of those guys on you. And I know that's going against what they'd probably be telling you. But I'm, I'm a believer in if you need to have 200 shots a week because that's what you're getting paid to do, then I'd be out having two, 200 shots a week. Do you, a little bit of that in, in your training at all? It actually, it's kind of unique, man. It's, it's pretty cool to, to be able to have full reign over your kind of your program. So exactly. Things like different muscles and stuff you might want to, you know, build up on, whether it be upper body, lower body strength or anything along those lines. Like, like with myself, I've been working on glute strength and stuff that kind of I haven't been able to, I guess, do as much because we've been flat out running and, and preparing for, for games and everything else. So now it's kind of a time that you can actually hone in on a few little different things that maybe um, you haven't had the time to be able to devote to. But now that you kind of are on your own schedule, you can kind of set the own pace of, of what you want to do. So I, I do agree, man. Like it's, it is tough with the, some of the stuff because you, you can't, you can't emulate, you know, a game of 22 with just two people. Uh, it's, it's, it's impossible. So you can do the skill stuff here and there. I think the other day I had, Oh, a bunch of garden sticks in a cone for a person to kick to and just try to hit the target. So it's, um, it's been kind of unique and different, but uh, you just try to make do with what you've got and uh, go from there. Mason, you've always been active on, on your own social media platforms. You, you had some very strong comments uh, during the, the week about your home country, uh, the United States of, uh, of America. For those who haven't heard it, if you wouldn't mind just taking uh, our listeners through what uh, you did say. Um, yeah, I'll just probably just put up something about a bit of the ignorance I think that's going on in the U.S. at the moment. Um, looking at stuff that's that's happened here and how we've been able to self-isolate and now we've got the numbers down to, to a very minimal amount. Um, it has shown, I guess, a bit of reward for effort for everyone staying inside. But unfortunately in the U.S. it's kind of gone the other way where they haven't really had probably the proper leadership. I don't want to get too much into it, but um, haven't really had, I guess, direct communications of uh, what each person needs to do. So a lot of the different states have different regulations um, and different restrictions. So it's um, it's been pretty tough to actually see those stuff back home, see how many, and see how every, every day really just kind of see the death toll rise and rise and rise uh, just because we, or sorry, Americans back there won't, won't listen to a lot of people and refuse to, to listen to the guidelines and actually implement them into their lives. So it has been quite frustrating, uh, but hopefully, I don't know, like I'm, I'm not going to be home anytime soon. So I can't really do anything for my part, but my family and everything else are kind of, pretty much just taken on Australia's guidelines and restrictions and done that. Um, and that's probably as best they can do to try to stay away from it. Mace, I've got a great mate who lives in New York and is in lockdown over there. And of course that is, has been the epicenter of the issue you're talking about in the States. We chatted Thursday, Bill, and he said to me, because he's obviously an Australian guy. So he said, I've been keeping a close eye on what's been happening in Australia. He said the last 24 hours in Australia, there are five cases of coronavirus in this country. He mm. said in the same 24 hours, Mace, in greater New York, 5,400 cases in 24 hours. Yeah, I think that's just New York. And that's yep. probably, I think we're sitting on almost like what, 6,600 cases total overall, not just ones that have recovered. 
or have it at the moment now nah, just total people have been infected so you gotta think like that's the numbers game over there at the moment it is um it's getting to the point where it's getting out of control to the point where there's really no way of stopping it because they haven't put in any kind of laws or any kind of restrictions for people to actually follow uh, there are small ones but not to the point like we did where we pretty much said look we're going to shut down you can see maximum of two people outside or one person outside of your house um they haven't even got to that they're, they're in florida they're still can see up to 10 people so it's um it's just frustrating they're reopening beaches and stuff which makes no sense whatsoever um it just things things are just out of ignorance maybe i don't know if it's, there's financial pressures behind it or what but um it is quite frustrating I think from this side to see things going so well here as far as the numbers and the cases here and then look over there and see how terrible it is kind of going and they just totally ignorant to it and just kind of ignoring it not sure about the leader of your country either, to be honest. <laughs> thank you, Bill. Uh, okay, we can't get too much into that. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you, Bill. Uh, uh, you're an Australian citizen now, just in March. Is that right, Big Mace? Um, I've been accepted. Um, so I've got one more step, man. There's so many steps to become a citizen here. Um, but I've got to be sworn in. So what? the very last thing I've got to do is get sworn in. So I was accepted before this whole thing kind of happened. And then yeah. now, uh, just last week, they actually started opening up online citizenship stuff. So... Uh, I've got a call from a guy the other day who kind of runs the home affairs here and asked me if I want to do it online. Um, I'm not really too sure what I want to do with it yet. Um, I kind of want to do something unique, different uh, than just sitting on the couch and, and taking the box and the, uh, to, saying the pledge. To, do you have to do a quiz or something, answer some questions? What, how that's, does it that's taxi now, drivers. <laughs> Brian? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, there is a quiz, though. There is a, yeah. a 20-part quiz, 20-question uh, well, quiz. Give us a couple of the questions. Who plays on Anzac Day? <laughs> uh, no, it was. I think one of the ones was uh, who's the direct uh, person the Queen asks uh, questions to in Australia. So I don't know if you boys would actually know that, uh, but there's ones like that. There's ones like what are the, uh, the who is that? Uh, the Governor Governor General, Governor General wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the GG. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Some of the boys know. <laughs> um, but there's other ones like what are the colours of um, Aboriginal um, and the Torres Strait Islander flags. Um, there's, there's a few kind of government questions and stuff of. Uh, labor liberal, all the kind of basis and stuff, but like I got ninety five percent of it right, so I feel like that's probably enough to get by. Well, Mace, uh, the issue for you is you play for Collingwood. If you'd played for North Melbourne, <laughs> you would have been a citizen a year and a half ago. Hey, uh, great chatting, mate. I hope uh, we can get we you. We should and... ask him, Jim, how he's travelling. Just uh, tracking, holding hands, Mace, or <laughs> what? Should we? What are you, uh, you, you, you asking, Bill? Oh, just are you just uh, <laughs> sitting on the couch with anyone, or are you on your own in this isolation uh, period? I'm actually on my own, man. Uh, oh, yeah, just chilling by myself. So it's kind of a unique circumstance to, to be so far away from family and friends. But um, I actually do enjoy quite a bit of isolation time in general, man. So I don't, oh, I'm not really struggling too much with it. I'm actually kind of enjoying it. But before You're we get out of here, I got to say this. BT, you did say this, and it kind of got passed by. You did say Darcy Moore was the best kick in the game. Did you hear that subtle who? comment? That <laughs> true? Oh, That's who kicked it to him, and he you said, said he was yeah, the best. Was the no, no, I thought it was penalty. One's a left footer, one's a left footer, one's a right. Yeah. There's no vision. We're going on audio, Thank you, Bill. Bro. But you would have been calling it you're watching the, one the vision, it, brother. But, but you're right, Mason Darcy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little shabby coming off kick, our back. What? I'm going to pass that info on to him. Darcy's a good kid. He's picked you up twice, and yeah, I like it, Brian. He's got you. It's all right. <laughs> He's got nothing. He can have his say now. I'll have my say at the appropriate time. And I wouldn't expect any response from you, big man. You well wait till I'm most. on the field and I can't respond. That's exactly right. Thanks for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me on.